You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Hey investors, Bradley here from Watson Estates, and you're listening to the largest and fastest growing podcast for Toronto real estate on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We like to keep up to date with what's going on in the market, keep you guys informed as a broker and an investor myself. I want to know, and I figure why not share it with friends like you, and that's exactly what we do. We like to bring on guests on our show, you know, politicians, fellow investors. Today, we have a very special guest, Jazz Tacker, who is an investor and a top producing realtor. He has a team. He runs out of a company called REC Canada. And if you follow content, if you inform and educate yourself on what's going on in the market and how to build your business as an investor here in Ontario, you've probably come across some of his content. Today, we discuss why you as a small investor or as a realtor need to be creating your own media company. I know it sounds daunting for a lot of you, but hear me out. This is going to be a very tangible conversation that I have with Jazz today, sharing with you some of the secrets and the approaches and the mindset that he has in order to make your business thrive and for you at the end of the day to love what you do. We have a fantastic conversation, excited to collaborate with him and his company in future podcasts. I know you're going to love the episode if and when you do. Hit the like button and share this. You can tag us at Watson Estates. Enjoy the show. Jazz, thanks for joining us on the show. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing amazing, Bradley. Thank you so much for having me, man. I'm very, very excited to bring some value, not only to you, but to your, to your listeners and your viewers. And I did want to start off by saying kudos and congratulations to you, man, because as a fellow content creator, I know how tough it is getting gas, just putting yourself out, putting yourself out, period, in terms of camera and audio and how do I look, how do I sound, and then to do it from such a positive perspective. It's truly the virus that I like to put out there. And so congratulations to you, man. I appreciate it. And I I anticipate many of our listeners have at least heard your name or seen you doing some stuff, whether they're on YouTube podcasts and the Jazz Tackar podcast. I know you've got a media company, you're servicing realtors. There's a lot in there. And maybe tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today before you became this conglomerate. I know you've uh, you got to start somewhere. I'd like to hear a little bit about that before we start sharing with our audience. Yeah, um, I'm I'm born and raised in uh, Rexdale, um, northern part of Toronto. For your out of uh, province and out of country uh, listeners, and that's really not an area that had a lot of people to look up to. You know, if you go to the corner, you're going to see and interact with people that you shouldn't really. And luckily for me, though, in the home that I was in with my father, with my brother, uh, my mother and my two older brothers, um, I was I was somewhat sheltered from it. Like it was really around me at school. Um, I wasn't the kid that that did well in school. I like I barely, barely uh, passed high school. Um, I, I for me, I just don't think I learned in that setting meaning like I needed the extra time with the teacher. I needed, I needed somebody to really show me how something needed to get done. I mean, there's tons of books. Your listeners can't see it behind me. Um, you know, now for the last five, seven, eight years, I'm really into podcasts and, and audiobooks, but that's how I learned. But what I, what I did know about myself as early as six, seven, like I would put up my hand right away when the teacher said, who wants to help? With, with the book sale? Who wants to go knock on doors and sell Christmas ornaments? Not that like we celebrated Christmas being East Indian, um, but I, I knew I just wanted to, looking back now, probably just get out of class as quickly as possible. But I, I knew I liked 
just interacting with people. And so at 12, I, I got my first paper route and I got paid. And it was just like this revelation, like, oh my God, like I can work. And I kind of liked what I was doing. I was knocking on doors, asking people to subscribe to the Toronto Sun and Toronto Star. I did both, you know, those papers. And, and it was just cool. Like I would go back and collect the money. And I realized, oh, if you're nice to these people, they'll tip you. And as a 12 year old getting paid at the end of the week, like, 50 bucks back in 92 or whatever it was. Um, that was a lot of money, right? And for me, I spent it all on, on, on fries and gravy. You can tell I like burgers and I like food or playing arcades. God bless my father, taxi driver his whole life. Uh, uh, my mother, factory worker, her whole life. They never said like, you can't, you, you're not allowed to do what you want with your money. And, and so I spent it all um, for the first probably six months. And then I started to catch on quite quickly like oh if I save some money I can maybe pick up some nicer shoes I can pick up a pair of jeans like being in Rexdo father taxi driver mother factory worker it's not that we we didn't have anything but we didn't have a lot either right and so um my parents would always save just to send us to like soccer that's the sport that my brothers and I played and so I started to learn at a young age okay put away some money I can do something later I can also have some fun and I just liked working but really in the sales and service. I didn't really go and do anything else. I didn't work at restaurants. I didn't, I didn't work in factories. And so at 14, 15, I got a co-op uh, placement, or 15 years old, co-op placement at a store called Sporting Life changed a lot for me because, because it was the first time I was in a retail setting. So people are coming. I worked in the footwear department. For anybody who doesn't know that store, Sporting Life, it truly is one of the best stores from a, from a, a, a product knowledge perspective. They would have people from Nike and people from Asics and Sockney and New Balance. I know more about footwear than I need to know, um, but they really drilled in how much you need to know about the product before you sell it. So again, at a young age, I realized, okay, you need to know what you're selling. And if you like it, wow, have you really got that, that, that magic sauce now, so to speak, because you're good at something, you know the product and you like it, time to go all in, went to, went to the banking industry at around 17, 18 years old, was there for three years, did car sales for three years. And 17 years ago, um, I felt like there was a ceiling in the car business, like amazing people. I still talk to them till this day, but they were there for 15, 16, 17 years and all kind of earning, um, you know, in the low six figures, 100, 150, to, like great money. But I knew there was one other thing, the, the biggest ticket item that, that somebody would, would make. And I wanted that challenge. And for me, it was real estate. I also, I also got my license thinking that I was going to learn how to invest in real estate. Anybody who gets their, their real estate license in Ontario anyways, quickly learns that that's not what that license is for. So you don't get sued being a real estate agent, which is important. I didn't teach me anything about investing, but that's why I got into the real estate business 17 years ago. Um, and, and now I'm just, I'm really truly living the dream. Dude, love the charisma. I know our audience is hyped up. There's a few mic drops built into that introduction, and this is really good. I'm, I'm excited. I think a lot of folks will sit back and listen, and I don't want there to be this illusion that you have to be super outgoing. I, I'm embarrassed to show some of my old videos about when I started, and, but I love them just the same. And today, I very much want to take the knowledge you have and the passion you have um, 
for really taking small investors, taking folks that uh, maybe have a real estate portfolio, which it seems like, why would there be any need for any kind of communication and outline and show them, practically speaking, why they need to create, in a, in a sense, their own media company, maybe not have massive, you get there, right? You get there into the employees, but there needs to be a level of content creation. And if there's a guy that's creating a lot of content, it's you. And so here you are. And yeah. I guess to start, to start us off, I mean, big question, and I get this, there's a temptation out there, especially when we're talking to amazing guests, is you learn something new. And you're like, I don't want to tell anybody about this. This is, this is gold. But what I've come to learn is never hold back. I'm curious, in, in your world, why do you give out so much information? Are we not just creating our own competition? I think that mindset that you have is, is different, and I want to shed some light on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, life is abundant, right? There's more than enough to go around. And I like I truly like I'm getting goosebumps just saying it because I truly believe in that meaning that if you focus a lot of your effort and time and bandwidth, and I'm not talking about the www.bandwidth, I'm talking about the bandwidth in here, thinking about your competition, then you're just wasting very valuable time in what you can actually accomplish. Now, the brain's very interesting. In fact, don't quote me on this, but I think, I think scientists have said that we've only really understand 10% of the brain's capability. But one thing that we do understand that on the front part of your brain, there's a, there's something called the RAS, R-A-S, reticular activator system. It's, it's why pregnant women see pregnant women. It's why when you pick up a brand new uh, uh, red BMW tinted windows with rims on it, thinking you're the only person who has it, you start to see them everywhere. They were there before. It's just that your brain wasn't looking for it. So when you have a, a scarcity mindset, meaning that there's not enough to go around, and so you need to hoard everything to yourself, the brain starts to look for reasons why you should be have that scarcity mindset but on the flip side if you think that the world is big enough and there's enough to go around there's enough eyes to go around for all of us well then i got some great news for you the brain starts to look for reasons why life is abundant and so for me i i i start there i have like as i'm sitting here speaking to you today bradley i have way more than i ever signed up for i wasn't supposed to be so for me everything's a bonus moving forward. Why I I think I tell people all the secret sauces in terms of like being a real estate agent and and like we're in the same market, you and I, but I have 1300 people in the brokerage that 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 I'm under. Like I don't have my own brokerage. REC Canada is my company, 54 agents, but there's 1300 people in the Royal LePage Signature uh, uh, organization. I tell them everything that I'm up to. And the reason is, is because I learned a long time ago in the GTA, there's 6.6 million people in Canada. There's 30 million people or so. I want to get to all of them. Like I, I, I want all of them to buy, sell and invest with me. But the truth is I'm just never going to get around to it. So why not, why not give away the information? Because I got information, tactics, strategies, the know-how, the practical way to produce content, how to service people better. I got that from someone else. And so now it's my time to kind of pay it forward. And then 
what happens is, is you can be so much more collaborative. You and I were speaking like for 12 seconds off air before we recorded this. We came up like, it's the first time we're ever speaking face to face, right? Like we're going back and forth on email, but we already came up with a couple of ideas how we're going to do some collaboration. But if I came from the perspective of, sorry, Bradley, man, like I can only give you so much information, you're not going to open up your mind to thoughts and, and strategies, how we can actually do more of what's going to actually bring in more money for us, but also that's going to make it better for us to do. Now, as a real estate agent, what I've also found is in Canada, only 2% of the nation, and this is a stat that is, is, is so true for the last 50 years, only 2% of the nation, the whole country will ever sell their own home. So as a real estate agent or a real estate broker, if you're listening or watching right now, why would you focus on that 2%? Why not focus on the 98% of people that you know use the service of a real estate agent and just educate them? So much so that I wrote a book. I don't sell it. I give it away for free. It's like my business card. And there's a chapter in this book, Bradley, that teaches the public how to sell their own home. Like sell their own home. In fact, like if it's not titled, you don't need a real estate agent, I'm gonna change it and title that. But I do tons of videos on, you don't need a real estate agent. Here's some reasons why you might want to use a real estate agent and there's, there's good reasons for it. However, legally you can sell your own home. Here's the headaches that you need to be aware of. Here's what you, step-by-step -step checklist on how to do it on your own but only 2% of people are ever gonna do that. So what has happened? I've now become the information center, particularly for my community. My community meaning the 10,000 people that I've been cultivating for the last 17 years that I've been in real estate. They don't truly even see me as a salesperson. I think majority of them would, if you were to survey them, they would say, I mean, like, this guy just gives away the information. He puts us in touch with, like, I'm not scared. If somebody wanted to work and you're the expert in a specific area in Toronto, now I have, an, I have a bunch of agents out of the 54 that are specialized in there, but if they weren't, I'll pass them on to you. Who cares? Because I know one day you'll give it back to me. So I think starting off with understanding, like truly understanding, especially in Canada, I mean, we're full of resources, like natural resources, but from a psychological perspective, there's enough to go around for all of us. Like you, Bradley, what, what, what you eat does not make me go to the washroom. That, so, <laughs> so, so, so like, I, 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 like when you win, that doesn't take away from me winning or vice versa. Me winning doesn't take away from you winning. There's so much to go around. Yeah. I love the approach and it's a common message out there in the, the motivational speaking world that's ignored a lot of ways in real estate. And I think it's perpetuated by boards. Real estate boards wouldn't want to have data released, right? They wouldn't want everyone to know what their home sold for, but publishing that information when no one else is, is an amazing tool to break through the, the fluff. That's, I mean, the real estate industry is really good at being targeted by, you know, you want to create flyers. We are a company that will help you create flyers. And if there is a if there is an industry to sell to, it's realtors. They're really easy to sell to because they'll grab onto just about anything. But I love the unique approach you have, and that um, it's really a mindset and and being open and allowing anyone to to share what you want to share and well, focus on what you love as opposed to the attitude of selling. Well, you said something, and you and I 
are too young to know this, but but there was a time in the real estate and here in, in the greater Toronto area that MLS didn't exist. It was a bunch of pieces of paper that the agents MLS needed. Book. The, yeah, the MLS book, right? Um, and and when the internet came and and MLS started, agents were losing their lid. Like, oh my god. They're, they, the public, are going to have, they're going to be able to look online and see what houses are going for. And then in the last five years, we've had this major concern about uh, 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 not releasing the solds and all that kind of stuff. I think, imagine, imagine if you and I, Bradley, didn't have MLS now, like how much harder would it be to do our job? I think it's great that the public gets to see it. Like the public should see all the solds, see it all, because at the end of the day, if somebody taught you and I how to change our own oil on our car and there's a billion YouTube videos on it, I'm going to venture to guess. I can tell you about myself. I'm never going to change the oil on my car, I, but I'm, I'm going to strongly consider going to the guy or the gal that's teaching me how to do it. So, so that's the real estate side. I'm curious. We got a lot of listeners that aren't licensed. There was a lot that are, but there's a lot that aren't. And they're, they're more interested as I think you and I in a lot of ways can be too on the investment side that investment component. So for a small investor, you got a couple of properties, the idea, like, why am I listening to Bradley he talks to all these guys, he talks about, you know, politicians and investors and all this. And then all of a sudden he's got this guy jazz coming on and telling me about creating a media company. How does that, why explain to our audience why that's a conversation that they should be having, even as a small time investor and beyond being able to attract long-term investors money, the value that it can bring to your portfolio as a whole. Well, look, uh, um, as an investor, you, you, you want to get control and, 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 and bring, you want to have deals come to your table, especially in the market that we're in right now at the time of this recording, early 2022. I mean, most markets in our country, specifically in our province of Ontario right now, are in a massive supply issue. Like we just don't have a lot of inventory coming out. And the ones that come out, I mean, are being eaten up the properties by end users. And so us as investors, because first and foremost, being before a content creator, before a real estate broker, I'm an investor first and foremost. So I get the problems that, and, and I help thousands of investors. So I'm, I'm seeing this like right on the streets. And so if you can, if you can now become again, an information source for other investors, people that are starting out savvy ones that are in their hundredth door or whatever it is, if you're the one who's actually speaking and now you don't have to be as good looking as Bradley. So, and you might be concerned to do this on video, right? And um, hey, 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 you're a good looking guy, Bradley. I'll give you that. Oh, come okay? on. Um, and, and so, and so <laughs> I'm if, me if, red. And so, and so, um, if you're if you're if you're scared to do video, that's okay. I, I do think video is the best way to connect with people. And then there's some really cool things that you can do with post production when it comes to video. But let's just say you don't want anybody to see you. I got great news for you, investor. You can do a podcast, which is just audio. Don't even turn on the camera. Just do audio. If you're scared about your voice and you don't want to be on camera. Still got some news for you. There's a, there's a website called medium.com. It gets over 150 million users a month. It's all for blog writers. And so if you're somebody that's comfortable in writing, well, guess what? You can, you can actually write long form blogs, take pieces out of that blog and put it out as, as, as paragraphs on Facebook and LinkedIn, or just your thoughts in less than 140 characters on Twitter, 
What that does is it allows people to understand what you're looking for. So as a real estate agent, as somebody who's running for mayor, as somebody who's, 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 who's a, a small business owner, they need the awareness, awareness of customers. You as an investor, you need to realize that if you get awareness of other investors, they're going to be bringing you deals. Raising capital is something that is a, a conversation that all investors have at some point. But they're all, another investor is only going to come to you if they know that you have some credibility. And how do you actually showcase your credibility? Even as somebody who's starting, just document the journey. Document that you're looking for a property and the highs and lows, the fact that you, 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 you didn't budget the rental properly. Because what's gonna happen is you're gonna have 57 people who see it, three of them went through the same thing in the last 90 days to, to the last year, and they're gonna start to educate you on, on best practices and tips. So the, the, the producing of content is not for people who are just looking for sales, it could be for anyone who's who's actually needing the awareness of someone i think that perspective of credibility is really good so we're, so let's say medium.com you start a blog that creates a platform a springboard you can't just stop at one piece of content right you can't just say i'm doing blog i'm being blog but you use that to approach jazz and say listen man i got this really cool article that i published i've had i've had guests approach us on the show that on the back end it would appear as though they have very little experience in one subject but because they posted an article and they featured it on their website properly. Now, all of a sudden, they're having a conversation in an arena nobody else has that's a valuable subject for our audience. They're coming on the show. And, and so I guess for someone who's starting out and not to whether we're in the investment community amazes me that it's, it's such a small group. Everybody knows everybody, which is amazing. That's unique. But in the real estate side, it's, it's actually like if there's an industry that's like over the top, so much noise. It's the real estate business. So I think if you can make it in the real estate industry, you can absolutely make it in the investment space. How would you differentiate yourself today, apart from charisma and being a great speaker and being good looking as you are, Jazz, I must say, <laughs> how would you approach the world differently in a way where you've got tens of thousands of realtors selling the same product you do? How, and I know you've got this in mind because you literally train people on how to do this. How would you advise someone to do that? Just showcase your uniqueness. And I know that's going to be tough for people to hear. And, and the, the word authenticity was probably the buzzword of 2021 or maybe even going back to 2020. But that is, that is truly what the world's waiting for. Like God knows you don't need another Jazz Takar. You don't need another Bradley. We need to see the uni uniqueness of Stephen, of Mary. Like, and, and do that as a real estate agent, you have to do video. Like, what I said about the audio and the writing of the blog, you can get started there, but you have to at some point do video. And it, and, it, and it amazes me how many agents are afraid to do video because at the end of the day, if you're a real estate agent, you're somewhat comfortable meeting with people face to face. And if you're not, and you don't like people, get out of the business, do something else. I don't mean that as a, like a negative, but if you really just don't like people and you don't want to meet them, this is not going to be the business for you. Now, I'm speaking to the people who, 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 who have, haven't shot a video before, but they're comfortable meeting. They're comfortable meeting their clients. So if you're comfortable meeting with your clients, the same thing that you say to your clients on the phone, face-to-face, -face, through email, I just want you to put that on video. You do not, and you at all have to be as 
charismatic or wave your hands and bring the energy that I do. Because I also have news for you. I turn off 98% of people because they look at me and they're saying, this, there's some, this guy's on crack. There's something wrong with him. There's no way I'm going to invest or buy or sell with him. Or he wears a t-shirt and wears a hoodie every single day. And he's educating people how to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not for me. So I want you to showcase your uniqueness. If you're a little bit more of an introvert, that's okay. There's a lot of other introverts that want to only speak with somebody who might not be bringing the same amount of energy. So how do you declutter in the GTA? I think we're up to about 71,000 real estate agents. Like if you throw a stone, you're going to hit one. We know that. How do you actually cut through all that clutter with, with, with what you have, which is you? Speak the way that you speak. So I started telling people, and this is coming from a guy, Bradley, that, that never told anybody that I was from Rexdale, man. Like I always told people I'm from Etobicoke because I was scared of what they were going to say. I, I, I got sweaty hands. Like, I, like I've done, I don't know, 500 webinars, podcasts, my own, some other people's speaking events in the last like year and a half. So I'm not nervous doing this, but I, I came out of my mommy with sweaty hands. I sometimes have a lazy eye. All these things I hid from people. But the second I opened up and now like, you know, I showcase to everyone. I'm from Rexdale. I, I started to build my own community. So other people from Rexdale, other people who had those insecurities, people started to DM me. Now I get, you know, uh, between a DM, a text message, an email, I probably get about four to five a day consistently for the last year. And it took me about a year and a half, two years to actually get it to a place where it's consistent five times a day of somebody telling me either their story, someone saying to me, Jazz, like I do resonate with you. Like if I'm going to invest, I want to, can I get more information from you? And so how do you declutter and how do you cut through the clutter? Just start with turning on the camera and educating people. Not the, hi, my name is Bradley, call me. Hi, my name is Jazz, DM me. Like none of that stuff. We get 10,000 marketing messages a day. Our brain is amazing at filtering all that crap out. Like I got marketing messages on my shirt. I showed you my book. You're driving on the gardener. You see all the billboards. You don't really focus in on, on all of them because the brain has gotten really good in filtering that out. And so if you start a video with just educating, like you don't even need to say, hi, my name is Jazz. I just go into the number one thing that a mistake I see investors make. When you're thinking about selling your home, here's two things that you want to know. As a first-time homebuyer, make sure you just educate, become the information center so people don't think it's all about you, you selling. Become more of a marketer than someone who's just a salesperson because there's just so many of them out there. And I'm not saying people are sleazy. You know, we, we come across sleazy, sleazy salespeople. I think our industry is a majority of very positive, wanting to help. However, however, every time another flyer comes in the mail, somebody, uh, uh, a door knocks or cold call and all that stuff works. Look, I'm a sales guy through and through. All that stuff works. It's just that in 2022 now, our, 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 our time is spent on this device on seven to 10 platforms. You need to be there because no longer is it the TV and the radio? I think those are starting to become, if not already, dinosaurs. 
you need to be on the platforms where people are, but do it in your own unique way. Do not try to be Jazz. Don't try to be Bradley. It works for us, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. In fact, the other way, if you ask me, like I told you, I wrote a book. Like I physically didn't put pen to paper. It's my thoughts, my ideas and what I do, but I did not actually put the, paper, the pen to paper. I, I brought on who happens to be my VP. She put it all together. But if I'm writing a blog, I actually don't write the blog. It comes through the audio version. What I take, I take the audio out of this podcast. I put it into a software called Trint. And then I have a writer who takes my words and then just puts the thes and the ands in the right place because I can't even spell half the words I say. So, so I really, really am trying to implore people, use, use your uniqueness and go all in on that. There's a lot of good stuff in here. I love the idea of credibility. And um, I see that in the conversations that I have people approach us with total confidence, knowing that they've been following us for hours and hours of their committed time. And one of the things that, I mean, beyond you being able to create massive content and recycling and using a lot in order to get, you know, dozens and dozens of pieces of articles or content out a day. One of the things that for me is interesting is when I look at my YouTube side. So for those of you that follow us on YouTube at Watson Estates, what's interesting there is I get comments all the time of listeners, dedicated listeners that say, why are there not more views? Like constantly. Now, it's very difficult to, to, for people to see the success that we're having on the audio platform, which is why we're so committed to that. And that's where we do more, most of our, uh, put most of our attention and get most of our following. But it's interesting because there have been several opportunities, I guess, these, these forks in the road where we have to make a decision. Are we, who are we trying to speak to? Are we trying to speak to Canada? Are we trying to speak to the globe? In which case, we're blowing our subscriber base through the roof if we're successful at it. Or are we trying to speak to the people that we are most committed to or that we are servicing and adding value locally, that's the route that we've taken. Now, I guess that's another perspective is at what scale, who, who is your target? Who are you speaking to? Don't be so caught up in the numbers because yeah, you have five people watch your video. Those five people are bigger cheerleaders than 10,000. And I'll tell you, when you get 10,000 views, a lot of them are not cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. Look, you, you, you say, who, who are you trying to speak to? Which I definitely think is important, but just one step before that for me personally is who do I want to be like yeah. for me? Right. And so I started this whole podcasting and content creation for one reason, one reason only I had a business partner. I have a current business partner in my real estate company. Um, and I also have a business partner in my media company, but originally in the real estate company, there was three of us and he passed away very tragically four years ago. He was my mentor. I was his little brother. I mean, I was his right-hand guy for 13 years, passes away very tragically. He was the face um, uh, of the company. We were on the radio, AM640, News Talk, all that kind of stuff. He was on stage, passes away, and now there's this gaping, gaping hole in our organization that nobody's the face. So I decided that I'm going to try this podcasting thing because I, too, was very, very fearful of the lens. Okay. Now there's three of them. I like seven of them on, but that takes time. You build on that. So I started the podcast route knowing that, okay, look, I'm just a, 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 a guy who's been on the phones my whole life. Nobody says to me, I have the most sultry voice of all time, but nobody's also said that my voice sucks. So I was like, I think I might be able to do this. Now I only did that for my client base all the new followers, the new subscribers, that is and always has been, and I can tell you for myself, will always be the icing on the cake because I'm not trying to be 
a TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram star. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I, that's why I said first, Bradley, for me, it's like, who am I trying to be? Well, I'm trying to be a trusted authority for my community. Even as of today, if not one new follower comes to me, not one new subscriber comes to me, I will be able to earn a living just from the 10,000 people that I cultivated. In fact, if you drop me in, 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 in Amsterdam or Russia or, or, or Norway, I, the skill set that I have is not even with content creation. It's building out a community, meaning I just need 100 people. I love the number 200 a little bit better because when I know 200 people that know 200 people that know 200 people, my, my network now is 40,000 people, right? And so, and so for me, and I hope for everybody who's listening, like the numbers are great. The vanity numbers are great. The subscribers, the views and the likes, but that's not how I, I, I look at the success of my content. What I look for specifically the metrics on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube is how many people shared my content. That's what, that's the biggest number you can, I don't care how many views, I don't care how many likes, none of that. How many people shared my content? That means it was valuable. And it's not my subjective opinion. Cause I know I do a video sometimes and I tell my videographers, this one's going to rock. Like it's amazing. And it's crickets when they post it. Then I'm like, ah, just put like, I, I put up every piece of content. I'm like, I put that one out there. It wasn't that good. It wasn't my best. And then that's the one that gets the most shares. And so I've come to learn that the metric that you really want to look at as somebody who's producing content is, is how much people, how many people are sharing it and saving it. That means they're going to hopefully go back. And then the other metric is more of a soft metric, meaning offline, what are the conversations that are happening? So when I go, when, when, when I go to uh, a cocktail party, are people telling me like, hey, Jazz, man, like, hey, I'm starting to watch your videos or, or, or that video on, on, on the importance of refinancing a property that really got to me. I really like that. Or, you know, when, when, when my team or myself, when we're speaking to a client, it's my best type of feedback. Jazz, just stop. I already saw the video. I'm good. I just need to know, should I put it under my husband's name or my wife's? Like, you know what I mean? Like I love yeah. that. To me, the offline numbers are so much more important than, than the metrics of followers and subscribers who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to anybody who's okay with an okay, good-looking Indian guy who waves his hands and brings energy. That's who I'm speaking to. If you resonate with me, come on in. Let's yeah. get to know me more, get to know about my operation more. And if I turn you off, I'm so happy because now you made the decision in your pajamas at three o'clock in the morning and I wasted this much of your time and this much of my time that now we can just move on and work with the people that actually, actually want to do business with you. You're focused on raving fans. And I see these conversations happening around me, but if anything, it makes me feel best about creating the content on hearing, but just to come behind the veil a little bit for our audience, pre-recording, Jazz is being honest here. He literally said before we started, this is really the one key takeaway here was that we're, we're not looking to get anything specific out of this podcast. We just want to add value because I know you're living it. And, and now our audience hopefully is hearing it too. It is truly about creating content, living a life that fulfills you and therefore loving what you do and drawing people to you. Just like, a, I mean, in any real, I love to look at like a relationship. 
you're going to go chasing after the girl. You're going to scare the hell out of her. But instead of being someone, be someone that people come for, be a draw, be someone that's attractive to not everyone, but the person that you're looking for. That's, that's an amazing attitude to have. I'm going to leave you with one more question for somebody who doesn't create content, you know, the, this very now investor or realtor, or you can take either Avenue here. What would you have them do right now? Um, somebody who's not creating content and, and to get started, Bradley? To get started. Where, where do they go for that? Or how, how would you do that? How do you get that going? Two, two ends of the spectrum here, okay? Um, okay? Either if you're somebody who like really wants to start creating content, but it's just like, okay, like, I, you know, some people jump right into the deep end and that's how they learn. So for that person, what I would say, okay, is, is go to the extreme of just doing a live, meaning go on Facebook live Instagram live, YouTube live. Um, those are really the and TikTok live, I guess you could do, but you need to have a certain amount of follower account. But on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, you can start tomorrow, like today, right now, go live and, and just have a conversation with someone in your industry. You're an investor, sit down with another investor and have them tell their real story. You're a real estate agent, start with a, a mortgage broker so you can educate your clients on the importance of, not that I'm against the, the, the green, the, the red and the blue banks or anything of that sort, but an independent mortgage broker, he or she just has more access. So sit down with somebody, have that conversation. If you're a business owner, if you're a pizza owner, I would speak to the next door, whoever your next door neighbor is, the baker and talk about their business because then you'll have some crossover. Start doing it live. That's going into the deep end because what happens is the ums and the ahs, you can't edit them because you're live. And it's actually a very, very true conversation. Like what we do as humans, like if you and I were having a drink, Bradley, and I said an um and awe and said to you, sorry, Bradley, let me leave the bar and come back and start over again. You'd be like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? So start live, go to that end. If you're somebody who, who needs to dip their foot in the water on the shallow end side, what I would do is go on Instagram, go on Facebook, LinkedIn as well, as well as TikTok and do what is known as stories. They're only 15 seconds. And I got some great news for that person. They disappear in 24 hours. So this thought process that, oh my God, it lives on the internet and Bradley and Jazz are going to be able to see it forever. doesn't happen. It, it, it disappears in 24 hours and just start with whatever you're doing at that moment. And so it might be as simple as just getting, you know, I'm picked for your listeners. I'm picking up my phone and I'm shooting a quick little 15 second video. It doesn't even need to be 15 seconds. It could be seven seconds. I'm sitting down and doing a podcast with Bradley today. I'm so, so excited for people to hear it. Let me know what you think. That's it. And now people are going to start to see that. Do one of those every single day for 30 days, every single day, for 30 days. And then let's see what you liked about it. Let's see what you didn't like about it. Let's do more of what you like, less of what you didn't like. When we started our podcast, we took, I did do it intentionally like you're describing, but the whole idea of our show was, you know what, I'm just going to record a podcast every day for 30 days and we'll see how it goes. If you go back and listen to our episodes, they were happening on a daily basis. And wow. eventually I'm like, well, we'll just keep going. This is great. So, so you can build the habit that way, but at the end of the day, do something. There's something to happen here. I really, truly appreciate you taking the time to come on our show. I, I love listening to inspiration and motivation like the next guy, but your approach to 
tailoring it to real estate, I think is the unique difference and what you bring to the Canadian market and to the local GTA market. And that's why I'm thrilled that you were able to join us on the show and excited to collaborate in any way with you guys and, and offer support to your show. But Jazz, where can people find you? Um, as they share this content, as you've already said, that's the, the true appreciation of sharing. Where can people, where can people find you and share your content? Um, I, I, I really hope I just gave like somebody even a nugget that they can take and execute on. I, again, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, I have more than I ever signed up for. Um, if, if, if people want to get to know a little bit more about uh, my world and come into my ecosystem, um, really just go to jazztakar.ca. It's J-A-S-T-A-K-H-A-R.ca and you'll figure it out and all the links are everywhere and you might go there and decide you never want to see me again. And that's perfectly fine. But to you, Bradley, really, man, um, I know, I know like we're in the same market and for you to be okay to have me on it, it says a lot about you. So I can't wait to return the favor and us driving back and forth and just getting to know you more. So really again, buddy, congratulations on your success. Thank you. Thank you. And guys, uh, again, support the show, support this episode. You can follow us or the Jazz Tacker podcast. Find him on anywhere you download your podcasts. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks, brother.